Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back. You know Rebecca Zung. She is a top 1% attorney in the nation. She is globally recognized as a narcissism negotiation expert, and she's the author of two books, uh, one of them upcoming, Slay the Bully, How to Negotiate a Narcissist and Win, uh, and then her other book, Negotiate Like You Matter, The Surefire Way to Set Up and Win. So Rebecca's been on the podcast a few times, and I always enjoy talking to her. This time we kind of get into um, the research behind narcissism and how that should inform the way that we, as victims, deal with them. So really, really important stuff here. Before I bring you the episode, I wanted to make sure that you guys know that we are um, starting Phoenix Rising uh, started this week. We have an amazing group of women, and I'm really excited because, you know, one of the things that I wanted with this program was to make it more accessible to more women, and that is proving to be uh, the case. So we still have room. I'm, you know, I will cap it. Um, so I would say we have maybe two more slots available to start this month. If you want to join, please do so. You can find that at kateanthony.com slash decided. This is specifically for women who are going through a divorce. If you've made the decision and you're anywhere along the spectrum of having made the decision from I made the decision and oh shit, now what to I'm deep in it and it's making me crazy. Uh, you are absolutely welcome in Phoenix Rising. So I really hope that you join us or consider it. Take a look at it. KateAnthony.com slash decided. And with that, I will bring you Rebecca Zong. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming back on to talk to us about our favorite topic. <laughs> <laughs> mm, good old narcissist. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you, but you have a new book out. Can you tell us a little bit about this book and how it differs from your previous book and all the things about Slay the Bully? Uh, yes. Well, it's interesting because it is what I've been talking about for the last couple of years, but I didn't put it into book form until now. So during COVID, obviously, I started talking about how to negotiate with narcissists, but I didn't have a book that put it all together. And it's really interesting because I didn't really delve into deeply researching narcissism and 
what was going on with their brains and the whole trauma aspect of things until Mm -hmm. I really started writing the book. Mm, And I was so blown away by the research of it. And it almost helped me in a way because it made me understand narcissist better. Mm-hmm. But but then it also was like, wow, okay, now I realize everybody needs to understand what's actually going on here mm-hmm. and how we all, everybody needs to understand how we need to communicate and negotiate with people who either have narcissism or other high conflict personalities in a completely different way mm-hmm. and from a completely agnostic point of view from mm-hmm. a completely we can't take this personally point of view but we really just need to have a strategy and protect ourselves mm-hmm. and that's so hard when, because it is personal, it feels personal, right? And you, and to yes. remove yourself from the emotion of it and take a completely solely strategic point of view is really hard when your heart is on the line and feels like it's been shattered and all of the things. So hard, so hard. I mean, and your heart is has been shattered even if it's been a business situation or a, a a family situation i mean obviously this is the divorce uh, survival guide podcast but mm-hmm. uh, but regardless of the situation that you've been in it is ridiculously hard yeah for a number of reasons but not the least of which of how ingrained they become in your lives and how manipulative the situation has been. Absolutely. Um, But I think that once you understand, you know, what's been going on with them and, and, and with you, uh, it it is actually kind of easier to understand. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make it, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make them easier to deal with. Right. <laughs> right. Very difficult personalities to deal with. You know, you can have a framework in dealing with them. And 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 they're actually very easy, simple personalities to understand in some ways, because they kind of just have the the one way of being in some ways. But I think once you kind of understand the trauma behind it, like meaning that like how they were formed, it's a little bit easier. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about specifically um, how these high conflict personalities are formed. Mm-hmm. What did you learn in your research and why does it make it easier? Let's <laughs> Both of those things. First of all, it's definitely nurture and not nature, meaning that, you know, there's no like thing that happens, you know, as far as like recessive gene number 23 or whatever, right? Right. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> not like blue eyes or green, mm-hmm. you know, green eyes or blonde hair or whatever. It's something that it takes place in during childhood. And I mean, obviously all of us have been subjected to a certain amount of trauma, whether it's big T or little T mm-hmm. in our lives and all of us, and, and it is a spectrum. So yeah. we all have a certain amount of, uh, you know, selfishness or um, narcissistic traits or tendencies or whatever you want to call it as far as being human beings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I always right. say, like, if you put Jesus Christ or whoever you think is perfect on one end and, you know, NPD on the other end or whatever you want to say, how it goes is that when we are, as humans, subjected to situations that cause us stress, stressful situations, our bodies react by emitting neurotransmitters, which are adrenaline and cortisol, to prepare us to go into fight or flight mode. So when that happens on a regular or or continuous basis as children, because they're in stressful situations, now whether it means that they're in abusive homes or they witnessed abuse or they were neglected or they were overindulged or whatever it was that caused it to happen on a regular or continuous basis, it can cause arrested development in the limbic system part of their brains. So that's the emotional center part of the brain. So while the prefrontal cortex part of the brain, which is the thinking part of the brain, can continue to develop normally, that limbic center part of the brain, which is that emotional center, doesn't necessarily evolve or develop at the same rate. And so when they grow up, then they are, they can be fine. But what happens is when they are exposed to stimuli that cause them to feel like they are needing to be back into survival mode again, mm-hmm. and that gets triggered. And it can cause, that is what they call narcissistic injury. Mm -hmm. And it can be anything. And it's usually not rational and it's usually not reasonable. It can be that they feel a loss of control. It can be that they think that they're going to be exposed. It can be (laughs) a slight. It can be a tone of voice. It can be a a body language. You know, it can be verbal or nonverbal. But when that happens, then that limbic system is activated. And now that takes over that prefrontal cortex again. And so now that's what's in control. That takes over their brain. And when that happens, they become unaware, literally unaware of the collateral damage that they are causing to others during that period of time. And because it's very closely related to memory in the brain, if you look at the 
anatomy of the brain is actually very closely related to memory that they literally sometimes don't necessarily remember what mm-hmm. they are doing or saying during that period of time. And especially if they are in rage, narcissistic rage during that period of time, which can happen. Happens and, often more, right? And yeah. what's really frightening, what's really frightening is that they will take themselves down to take you down during this period of time. What do you mean by that? They'll take themselves down. What Take themselves down how? Meaning that I've seen this happen. I have seen when I've been representing people who I now know to be narcissists, I didn't know this during the time, Mm -hmm. but I've seen them say, I will burn the business to the ground. I see. So that you don't get it. Right. That's right. It's no sense, which would make no sense whatsoever, mm-hmm. but they would do it. They, yes, they would do it. Absolutely. Right. They would rather, right. They would rather lose everything on their terms than have you beat them. Correct. On your terms. It makes no yeah. sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But, and you would, you know, as an attorney, I would be like, why in the hell? Would they do something like that? But it's because they're not thinking from the thinking part of their brain, the judgment part of their brain, they're thinking from that limbic part of the brain, because they're just wanting to get you to take you down to the, so that's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. And and so so you're dealing with that. That's what you're dealing with when, when that takes over. And it really does feel like they're having a tantrum. Well, yeah, because that's right, like a child, because that's what it is. Exactly. Right. That's but I'm what just it sort is. of like when this is occurring, when people who are listening are like, oh, yeah, like it really is like a tantruming toddler. But the reason that that is, is that they are actually stuck or or thrown, catapulted back into that part of their brain that really has actually not developed beyond correct that age or it whatever is. age it is. You can usually sort of. You can usually age the trauma by how old they are acting when they're in there, when they're sort of activated, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Understanding this, then, you have to understand that you cannot negotiate with or communicate with a narcissistic person like you can a rational or reasonable person. Right. Because you, you're not sitting across from a person who goes, okay, obviously we both want to conserve attorney's fees. We both want to get to a rational or reasonable end to this. Like we both want to protect the children. You, you're not dealing with that. Right. You're not dealing with that. You're dealing with a person who's thinking from, I want to get you. I want to hurt you. I want to... And, and so you have to have a different way of st- strategically and tactically maneuvering your situation. So when you sit there and go, well, I don't want to fight. Uh, well, I just, I just want to have what's fair. Well, I just want to 
have a reasonable conclusion to this. I get that. Mm-hmm. I 100% mm-hmm. get that. But you're not dealing with that on the other side. You're, right. So you right. have to have a different way of going about it. And one of the things that I often caution women about is because so many women, right? It's like we have this, and and very often the person who's in the relationship with the narcissist is a deep empath who hears, oh, it's their childhood wounding. That's the problem. I can fix that. <laughs> right? okay, so, And I want to have a conversation about the empath too. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt and, you know, mm-hmm, had the t-shirt, mm-hmm. like battered, worn and beat up and ripped it to shreds <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, much therapy over the empath situation myself being the right. empath. And, you know, having what I call now know to be leaky boundaries. Yes. Right. right. So first of all, and you and I have talked about this a lot, so I know you really get this. And and all of you out there in Divorce Survival Guide land, you're so lucky to have Kate as your guide because she deeply understands all of this. I want to talk about what's going on on the target side, both from a a physiological point of view and also a psychological point of view. But from a physiological point of view, there's something actually that I thought was also very helpful to understand. And that is that the dopamine addiction piece of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The trauma bond. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that once people understand that, it's also really so much easier to get too. Because first of all, you've got this, all kinds of other things going on in your body too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But leaving all of that to one side for just a second, there's also the fact that they started off by love bombing you. And with that love bomb comes dopamine, massive amounts of the pleasure hormone. And that pleasure hormone is actually one of the most addictive hormones out there, right? Yep. And so there's a study out there by a psychologist named Robert Sapolsky, who was a, he was a psychologist from Stanford University, and he did a study on monkeys. And what he found was, so these monkeys were given a reward for, I think it was hitting a something with a light or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And And if they if they did it every single time, a hundred percent of the time, and they, it was like 10 out of 10 times or whatever, then, then he measured the amount of dopamine in their brains. It was like, I don't know, whatever, immeasurable or low level or whatever it was. And then he changed it up and gave them a reward, but only 50% of the time. But it was intermittently. They didn't know when they were going to be getting the reward. 
<laughs> Sound familiar? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he found that the dopamine levels in their brains rose to the level of cocaine. And what he found was it wasn't actually the the treat. It was actually the anticipation. That's right. That's right. It's not, yes, the anticipation of the reward is more addictive or more pleasurable in the brain than the actual reward, exactly. which is why we're constantly like, it doesn't satisfy us because so now we have to keep seeking it because we we're actually after the anticipation, not the reward. Exactly. And it was the intermittence, the intermittence. Mm -hmm. And so what happens with narcissists, because it's this hot, cold, hot, cold, it's, oh my God, you're the most amazing thing ever. You rock my world. You are, uh, where Where have you been all my life? You're my soulmate. You're the most beautiful thing ever. And I, we, we have to be together and we have to be, you know, moving in together. Let's go to Vegas and get married today. <laughs> and whole thing. And, yeah. and then it's, why the hell are you so needy and get off my back? And I never told you I was going to pay you back that money. And who the hell are you? And the next day, right? And then, and then you're like, oh my God, I'm out of here. Uh, and then, uh, oh, when you're, you're walking out the door, oh, where are you going? You can't leave me at this time. You know that we're meant to be together. together. And and uh, you, you, know, you know that I'm the only one who would love you the way I can and you know, the whole thing. And mm -hmm. now you're back in, back in. Yeah. Dopamine again. Right. So that's what causes that trauma bond. Mm -hmm. It's that, it's that addictive cycle. You're addicted to, you know, you're also in the relationship because you believe that that initial love bombing phase is the reality of the relationship, right? right. So, so you're constantly looking for like, well, wait a minute, like all this other stuff isn't the truth of the relationship. Like this, the, 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 the love bombing, the, the intimacy, the connection, that's the truth of the relationship. And we just have to try and get back to that. Yes, and then you get the inter right. And then you're getting the wow. intermittent reinforcement of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you end up even defending it to everybody else. Well, well, he's just going through a hard time right now. Well, he's just, he's having a terrible time at work. Well, he had a lot of trauma in his childhood. Well, mm -hmm. it's really his ex-wife who's giving him a hard time right now or whatever it is. And because really he loves me and he's, you know, whatever it is. And, and so it's, that is what is causing that physiological addiction to that person. Absolutely. And the truth is the push and pull is the relationship. That is the truth of the relationship. Yeah. These relationships don't ever reach the high and then stay there. Ever. So, yeah. So before you go into like, oh, but it's his wounding. So I should, you know, I should help him, whatever. Just understand <laughs> that that's actually, that's actually not true. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Wait, that's me. 
I know I have a lot of podcast episodes for you to get through, and it can be really, really overwhelming to try and figure out where to start or to comb through which ones might be uh, appropriate for you, whether you're trying to decide whether to stay or go, or you're already on the other side of the divorce process. Like, how do you know what to listen to? I have solved the problem for you. All you have to do is go to kateanthony.com slash playlist. Answer a few short questions, and I will send you a curated list of podcast episodes to best support you as you navigate these tricky waters. I'll also help you identify where you currently stand on this journey and what's ahead with resources to help you move through this process with knowledge and grace. So all you need to do is go to kateanthony.com slash playlist, answer a few short questions, and you will have your curated list of podcast episodes that will support you wherever you are in your journey. And now back to our show. We have to approach them differently. We have to approach them strategically. And so how do we, how can we do that when there's this trauma bond and we're like, how, how do we do that? The first thing in my S, which is strategy for slay, mm-hmm. uh, is I say step one, don't run. Step one, don't run. So you, obviously you have to create a vision for where it is that you want to go mm-hmm. uh, and you know, a lot of pe- times people are like, "Oh my God, I can't even get there." I, don't, I, I, all I, all I can do is think about getting this person off of me or, or whatever, right? And so, yeah. I know you're just in survival mode at that point. Yeah. So I tell people a lot of times, "Okay, I want you to create a vision for where it is that you want to go," and. Think about that. But if if you're just in complete survival mode and you can't even get there to create your vision first, you know, baby steps. So step one, don't run. Step two, make a U-turn. Step three, break free. So step one is don't run, meaning if if all you can do today is create one baby step, then that first baby step is create one boundary. Create one boundary, and the very first boundary I say should be putting an invisible, uh, an invisible barrier down around yourself. That very first step is, I am going to say, I demand respect for myself. Even if you're living in the same house, you know you can soul distance and start to say, I get respect, period. Start to look at them as if they are a third party having a tantrum on the floor. Just talked about the fact that they are basically two-year-olds in adult bodies or five-year-olds or eight-year-olds, whatever it is, age they are. And if they start to have tantrums, you can just speak to them like that. I can see that you are upset. I can see that you are angry. Start looking at it as if you are not in it. You don't have to be part of it, right? So we can continue this conversation when you are calm. Invisible Teflon barrier down around you. You've mm-hmm. got Wonder Woman bracelets on. You've got Superman bullets coming off your breath, your your chest, whatever it is. So if they say something that's insulting, you can just say, "Oh, thank you for the feedback." or whatever. 
and then walk away and then walk away. Don't stand there waiting for them to like so often. I think so many people hear that and they're like, well, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him that I deserve respect. No, 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 no. So this is about you. (laughs) I always say I'm half Chinese. So I always say I love Jade. I always wear Jade, but I always say never Jade which is never justify, argue, defend, or explain. Never justify, argue, defend, or explain. Because why? You're never going to get them to see your side, acknowledge you, you know, go, oh, you know what? I oh, never, never thought of it that way. <laughs> right. Literally <laughs> never. Now that, I, now that you said that, <laughs> they're never going to do that. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Nope, nope, no. Never in the history of abusers has anyone said, oh, yes, oh, oh, what I'm doing is, oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop now. I'll completely change. Now that you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it is really about when you're setting a boundary, when you're putting on that sort of Teflon, I love the idea of like the first step is just putting up an invisible shield. You know, it really is a shield. So not only does it protect you from what's coming in from them, it's also protecting you from using your own old jade tactics to try to get them to understand, right? We're not doing it anymore. We're just not doing it anymore. Um, this is what, you know, um, my friend Zahn, she talks about this as, as, you know, quietly quitting your marriage, right? This is like quiet quitting your marriage. You're just, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're turning yeah. around and walking into the other room and start doing the dishes or something else. Yes. And just observe their behavior to them. You are upset. I can see that you are angry. And that's how you speak to them like that. Like they're a child, like they're the child that they actually are behaving like right now. Right. And I always say, observe, don't absorb. Observe, mm-hmm. don't absorb. So mm-hmm. that's step one. Step one, don't run. Because then as part of my S, that's when you can start to create your vision. And once you are in that space, then you can, you know, what is it that you actually want? And and I always tell people, create a vision that's not like, well, I want them to leave me alone. Well, I don't want, you know, them to get their way. Well, I want them to stop lying. No, that's not a vision. (laughs) You know, a vision is, I want a house by the beach. I want a hot boyfriend. (laughs) I want somebody who's going to pamper me. I want money in the bank. I want this parenting plan. I want you know, to take my business back over, you you know, like, what do you actually want? Right. Right. And your vision is not, you don't have control over somebody else. There's never, you're never, ever going to be able to control them. So your vision shouldn't be about them. No. Right. Because here's the thing. If your vision is, I want a loving, kind, compassionate, sort of reciprocal hot, sexy, steamy relationship, if something magical happens and your husband ends up being that person, then like, great, you have that relationship. It's about you though, right? And when you're moving towards that vision and you're focusing on that vision, the things that don't align with that vision start to move away from your life. 
Correct. Exactly. So true. So well put. Thank you. Yeah. So good. So create the vision that you want for yourself or your life. And, you know, I remember a a client one time years ago called me up and said, you've done nothing to control him or his behavior. (laughs) Well, neither could you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So what? That's right. Supposed to. <laughs> right. Our job here is not, and this is, I'm assuming you were her attorney. Yeah. I was yeah. her attorney. Mean, <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. Your job is not to control him, but to strategize how to yeah. deal with him when he's being, when he's doing all of his behaviors. Yeah. Right? My job was to, you know, interpret the law and, you know, get you something under the law, like not to control him and his behavior. How would I, how the hell would I do that? So, I mean, you know, like, let's keep things into perspective here, right? Nobody's controlling anybody, you know, not even the judge, not even the judge. And the only person who has any power over anybody in a, in a actual case is the judge. And that's what I always tell everybody. And even then they don't have really power other than a court order. That's right. And they can issue a court order all they want, but if someone's not going to comply with it, you know, they can find them for contempt. They can do all the things, but the person will still probably behave the way that they're going to behave. They're going to behave the way they're going to behave. You know, you got to you got to get a hold of yourself. L is leverage, and what I talk about with leverage is the diamond level supply versus coal level supply. Mm-hmm. And supply is anything that feeds a narcissist's ego, and they need an endless amount of it because it's a black hole that can never be filled. What I talk about with this is that there's really two tiers to supply. So diamond level supply is really mostly wrapped up in image. It can be adulation though, and it can be, you know, celebrities, or it could be like the big house, the money and all that stuff, external things, but it's really mostly wrapped up in image. Mm -hmm. It can be their new form of supply, their new girlfriend, all of that too, but it's really going to be image. How do they look to the world? And they will protect and defend this at any cost, at any cost, including their children, you know, unless unless their children are their diamond level form, form of supply at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's what I call coal level supply, which is really in one word sort of summed up as manipulation. But coal level supply can be manipulating you, jerking you around. It can be it can be their flying monkeys. It can be degrading people, manipulating people. It can be, you know, it, it's it's also supply form that they love, but they will let go of this supply source if their diamond level supply source is threatened. Mm -hmm. And so here's the myth that they just want to win, that they're just in it for the money. And that's the problem that what people have when they are negotiating these cases, they think, oh, well, they just want to win or they just, they're just in it for the money or whatever. And then they're, they're looking at the case from the wrong lens because that's the, that's why they, the cases continue on because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're moving goalposts and all of that 
because they're enjoying, they literally get off on jerking everybody around in the process, including, of course, you, whoever you are on the other side of the case, but also the attorneys and everybody else in the case, right? So they'll send over a proposal and then, but you'll spend three days, you know, figuring out, do I want it? No, I don't. Well, it's way less than what I wanted, but at least the thing will be over and I can be done with this thing. And then, so you go back and you go, okay, fine, I'll take it. And by the time you get back, well, that offer is gone. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> for whatever reason, for, for whatever reason, I don't like your fucking face anymore or whatever. Right. You know, like, but, <laughs> uh, right. Sorry, Cause like I, <laughs> yeah, but you know, like just because I just feel like jerking you around and I feel like driving up the fees again and, you know, and so everybody's frustrated. And yeah. so that's why you have to threaten a source of supply that's more important for them to protect or defend okay, and the supply that they get from manipulating you. And how do you do that? Well, you do that through creating leverage that's going to threaten that image. So it could be, you know, ideally you have like several forms. So it could be um, summaries that are going to threaten to expose them to the judge or expose them to a new form of supply. Maybe it's depositions that are going to expose them to employees or to a new form of supply. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's um, you know, so this I, is just to be clear, this is not, if you don't cooperate with me, I'm going to expose you to blah, blah, blah. This is, we have to have a deposition now, since you're not cooperating, unfortunately, I'm going to have to depose you, right? Which will then in turn expose them. Yeah. So the way right. I set it up is usually we can set this up where option A is we'll resolve this my way or option B is these 50 things are going to happen to you and it's going to expose you in many different ways and you're not going to like it. And it's all very ethical and it's all very much things that I'm allowed to do, but it's all based on their own behavior because they're liars I'm going to expose your behavior to Mm -hmm. your employees, to your uh, children, to your new form of supply, to your whatever. But it's all very ethical. It's just that they don't. Right. That's right. And and again, like, I just wanted to sort of highlight, because I know my listeners, right? I just want to like highlight the important parts, which is you're not saying to them, I'm going to expose you. Oh, no. You're actually using the law and your legal strategy and or whatever else, right, to to sort of fight the fight that they have created in a way that will expose them in a sort of that's the natural uh, sort of consequence of their actions. Correct. 
Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is different, which is very different, which isn't like revenge porn or like if you don't comply, there's it's not blackmail. It's not blackmail. You're it's actually not blackmail. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's not blackmail at all. It's right. like, hey, I didn't do this. You did. I don't I don't want to have to do this, but you created this. But I guess we're going to have to. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so A is anticipate, which is anticipate what the narcissist is going to do and stay two steps ahead of them, mm-hmm. which um, like if you know the type of narcissist that you're dealing with, like a covert narcissist is, you know, more likely to be passive aggressive, line up flying monkeys, look like the innocent one, smear in terms of care. Like, oh, I'm so worried about Susie and her drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, and then the more overt would be they're going to. Yeah. They they file the false pleadings. They will ignore court orders. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, um, the malignant will, they'll accuse you of being a child molester. If you never touched a kid, they will, you know, stalk you, um, that sort of thing. And yeah. then, you know, there's a, a lot of other things that you can do, um, for staying two steps ahead of them as well. And then the why is focusing on you, you being on the offensive, you, um, and your mindset, a hundred percent of winning is knowing that you're going to win, believing that you're going to win and feeling that. And I always tell people like, you can have the best lawyer on the planet, but if you don't believe that you're going to win, then nobody can help you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in the program and in my high conflict certification, you know, I help people with, a lot of that as well and and helping them with their mindset and um and and feeling like they're on the offensive as yeah. well. So so that's what the U is. And um so that's the Slay method. That's the Slay program. And you know, it's literally helped thousands of people. My app, I just looked at the app, it's like in 167 countries. So uh, oh wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so, great. So, what's the app? Where can people find that? What it's is it? Slay it Academy. Called? Slay Academy. Slay Academy. Great. Okay. Yeah. And the new book is Slay the Bully. Slay the Bully: How to Negotiate with a Narcissist and Win. So, yes. And you have a high conflict pro, uh, certification program. Yes. Which is great for people like me, but also for people who are like actually in this high conflict. Like you can sort of actually get a certification in this stuff while you're going through it. Absolutely. Um, so that you can fight it while you're going through it. Absolutely. So it's for anybody who's either dealing with it now who or who wants to be a coach or who's a professional who just wants to enhance their skills as well. So we have everybody who's going through it, all all different types. So it's it's a great, great program. I'm so proud of it and really excited for it because it's the community really lifts people up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, Rebecca, I just want to be mindful of your time because you have to go and talk to and and have a class with your <laughs> with your with people, my high right? conflict yeah with your high conflict people. So yeah. um where can people find you, the book, your your YouTube channel, all of the things. Yes. So the book is uh, at slaythebully.com. My YouTube channel is rebeccazung.tv. 
Uh, my website, RebeccaZung.com, my Instagram, at RebeccaZung. So everything is either at any of those different Google places. Rebecca Zung and she'll be everywhere. <laughs> and it'll all be in the show notes. Rebecca, thank you so much as always. Thank you for this wonderful conversation. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Such a pleasure too. And I love everything that you do. You're it's just absolutely such a huge light for the world. Fantastic. Thanks, darling. Back at you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.